Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Cedarburg Public Library Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chapter a Day Kids Edition. My name is Casey, and I'm the teen librarian at the Cedarburg Public Library. We have teamed up with CPL Radio to read to you a new middle school book, one chapter at a time. Tune in each day to listen to a chapter, or you can catch up by listening to past recordings. This month's selection is called Betty Before X by Ilyasa Shabazz. It's about a young girl named Betty who was raised by her aunt in Georgia until she is six. Then she joins her mother and stepfamily in 1940s Detroit, where she learns the hard truths about the civil rights movement. Later on in life, she marries Malcolm X, the influential African-American Muslim minister and civil rights activist. I love this story because it is all about keeping your faith during tough times and leaning on your friends and community for love and support. After each chapter, CPL Radio will play a few Motown and doo-wop songs, the music that Betty and her friends Suzetta and Phyllis listen to in the book. To listen to the latest chapter, visit our website or go to the CPL podcast page on Spotify. I am sitting on the porch watching Suzetta and Kay, who are pacing back and forth, looking down the street. 
Uncle Clyde is coming home from the hospital today. Aunt Nina left with father to pick him up. Every time a car turns down our street, we all hold our breath. But then when it doesn't slow down and stop, we keep talking. You think he'll be tired when he gets here? Maybe he won't want the lunch we made for him, Suzetta says. We'll probably be hungry for a good home-cooked meal, Kay says. I hear a car coming and see its father driving onto the street. I stand up, walk down the steps. We all crowd at the curb, waiting for him to pull the car up to the house. Step back, step back, Kay says. She is smiling and crying all at once. Father parks the car, gets out, and helps Uncle Clyde up the steps. Uncle Clyde is thinner and moving slower, but when he sees us, he smiles the same smile. And his hello is all his, the way he sings it, holding onto the O. Kay gives him the first hug, then Suzetta, then the little ones come running out of the house, joy all over everybody's faces. I feel like I'm spying on something sacred, something not meant to be for people outside of the family to see. But then Aunt Nina calls over to me, says, Go get your mother. Come on over and join us for lunch. And when we sit around the big table thanking God for this day, this moment, Aunt Nina prays, And God, we especially thank you for the Malloys and Miss Betty, for without them being our extended family and being so kind and generous, we don't know what we would have done. In unison, everyone says, Amen. We eat and laugh and fill Uncle Clyde in on all that he missed, but he can only take in so much. Soon he is tired and we say our goodbyes so he can get settled and rest. Later, before the sun goes down, I take out my notebook and write a letter to Ollie May. I fold it in an, into an envelope and make my way to her house. The gifts tuck under, tucked under my arm. When I get to the house, I don't knock or wait around to be seen. I put the boxes on the doorstep with the note and leave. I think about what Kay said. Think, this is me watering the soil. This is me waiting for the harvest. 28. The next day, the doorbell rings, and when I go to answer, I peep through the hole, and I see a white lady standing at the door. She is fidgeting with her clothes, her hair, her purse. I call to mother. She opens the door. Mrs. Malloy? Yes? She stammers. Hi, uh, I, I am Rebecca Olson. My husband and I just opened a little bakery not too far from here. I've heard about your Housewives League campaign, and I, uh, um, I'm hoping we can talk about ways I can support your efforts. Never could I have imagined that a white person would show up on our doorstep and offer to join our campaign. Well, nice to meet you. Why don't you come on in, Mother says. They sit in the living room. I get a serving tray with a pitcher of lemonade and two glasses and serve them. Before Mother even asks me, I go to my room. I know this is a conversation for adults. I leave the door cracked open just a bit. I sit on the floor right next to the door so I can hear what they're talking about. Mother says, what can I do for you, Mrs. Olson? I'll get right to it if you, uh, if you don't mind. Don't mind at all, dear. The two of them talk for an hour, and by the time they finish, Mrs. Olson has promised to accept Negroes to apply for work at her bakery and I'll see to it that they are not just hired, but that they are treated equally, she says. 
Our store is one you will be able to guarantee on the list of places you encourage your community to patronize. Just as Mrs. Olson leaves, she says, Mrs. Malloy, please consider me a friend. I look through the crack from my bedroom door and see Mrs. Olson and Mother shaking hands. As soon as Mrs. Olson leaves, Mother sits down and telephones Mrs. Peck. Fanny, you are not going to believe this, she says. God has opened a door we didn't even knock on. The next time we're in church, Pastor Dames asks, Are there any testimonies in the house? Mrs. Peck calls Mother up to tell their story. The church is full of whispers and praises, and more and more people stand in line at the microphone to tell of God's goodness. Aunt Nina and Uncle Clyde are next, and both of them are overflowing with tears and gratitude. They can't even finish talking. They are so moved. And then, Ollie Mae walks to the microphone. Church, I'll be brief, she says. I am thanking God today for his grace and mercy. She goes on to talk about the goodness of the Lord. I look at her, and it takes a moment for me to really believe what I am seeing. Because at first, it looks like she is wearing something I've seen before. But under that familiar blazer is the blouse I made her. She's wearing the skirt, too. And they're both a perfect fit. Detroit, Michigan, 1948. Freedom is a strong seed. Langston Hughes. 29. Counting Blessings. I could count all the times I had a snowball fight with Suzetta and Bernice, all the times I tried to sew a dress and failed, then tried again and made it just right. I could count how many laughs Shirley and I shared, how many times I told Jimmy and Juanita that I loved them more than any of my favorite possessions. I could count the hugs from Mrs. Collins, the smiles from Mrs. Peck, I could count every nod from a stranger who passes by. I could count each rising and setting of the sun, every glistening star in the sky. But that would be too many numbers, and I might not ever fall asleep. 30. School just let out for the summer, and the next time I enter a school building, it will be Northern High. Shirley keeps asking me if I'm scared to go to high school, and how does it feel to be so grown up? And what am I excited about the most? I don't really have all the answers, except to say that I can't wait to join the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. As a high school student, I can join the Dell Sprites. It's by invitation only, and today, my invitation came. Being a Dell Sprite means red will be my favorite colors, second to purple. I'll get to go to debutante balls and dinner parties but the best part will be volunteering for local organizations that work with children. I think I'd be good at that since mother is always saying that I have lots of compassion. Plus, I'm a good big sister, so it's probably the same kind of thing. Suzetta hasn't received her invitation yet, but I'm sure it's coming. We're walking home from the park, plotting out what we want our first year of high school to be like. The June sky dripped its sunshine on us all day. All afternoon, we feasted on popsicles to keep cool. Now our tongues are rainbows. The day faded, and now the sun is sleeping, and the stars are awake and dancing above us. We are about three blocks away from my house when a boy runs down the street yelling, The police out here are killing people. 
The police out here are killing people. The boy runs right past us, yelling the whole way. Porches fill up with curious neighbors who've come outside to see what all the commotion is about. They yell us. They tell us, you all hurry and get home, you hear? Hurry and get home. A man comes outside and walks us. We walk faster than I've ever walked. And when I get to my house, mother insists that father turn the radio off and I get ready for bed. It isn't until the next morning that I learn what happened. Father and I are sitting at the dining room table, listening to the radio. A man's voice just announced that Leon Mosley, a 15-year-old Negro boy, was shot in the back by the police. He died. Police say he was joyriding in a stolen stolen car after attending a dance. The voice says so matter-of-factly, so empty of any feeling. Mother comes into the kitchen, and before she says, good morning, or asks, how did you sleep? She starts fussing at father. Lorenzo, now this is no way to start the morning. Please turn that off. Father gets up and turns the knob slow enough that we hear the voices say there are conflicting eyewitness stories about what happened before the officer shot Leon. Some say they beat the boy and he broke free, was running away, and then they shot him. Others don't mention a beating, just say he was shot. But all 11 witnesses say he was shot in the back, which means he didn't pose a threat to anyone. They didn't have to shoot him kill him dead, did they? Now that the radio is off, the dining room is silent like a moonless sky. I can't eat my breakfast. I feel sick and all I want to do is go back to yesterday when it was a nice June day and the sun was melting my popsicle and I was dreaming of being a Dell Sprite and walking and talking in the park with Suzetta. Just as I am thinking this, there's a knock on our door. Kay and Suzetta are standing there, all dressed up in their finest. Kay says, There's going to be a march this afternoon. We stopped by to see if you want to come. Seeing them on my doorstep reminds me of Phyllis. We haven't talked in a while, except for a casual hello at church. But looking at Suzetta and Kay right now makes me remember everything Phyllis said about how silly we were to think that passing out flyers would change things. Um, I'm going to stay home today. They both look surprised, but they don't push me to change my mind. I close the door and join Mother in the kitchen as she starts our Saturday morning cleaning. She hands me a bottle of bleach. Pour a little of this into that water and add some soap. I take the bleach, pour a capful into the bucket of water so I can mop. Not too much now, Mother says. Too much and we'll get coughing and our eyes will be stinging. I mop the floor, she washes dishes, and we go about our cleaning like this is a regular day. But there is nothing normal about today. The whole time we clean, I whisper a prayer for the family of the 15-year-old boy with a bullet in his back, lying somewhere in a morgue. Leon Mosley. He is one year older than me and gone. I think of all the colored people's lives that were here one minute, gone the next the ones I saw hanging from trees when I was just a little girl. My eyes are watering. I look at mother, see tears welling in her eyes, too. And the burning has nothing to do with the bleach.
Chapter a Day Kids Edition can be heard Monday through Friday at this time on CPL Radio. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 